If you would love to create a transformational and successful coaching business, but you don't know where to start or how to make this a full-time career, then my new certification program, Influential Coach, is for you. There is no other four-month live online mastermind like this. I'm going all in, guns blazing on this one with you to skyrocket your coaching career and personal brand online. You will learn the frameworks I personally use for rapid transformational coaching so you can support your clients to achieve their dreams no matter where they are in life. You will also learn how to authentically brand and market yourself as a coach so you can stand out from the rest and build a career of freedom and fulfillment. Spots are limited and this is an application only program. So if you're serious about finally committing to building a successful career in transformational coaching, then head over to imjoelbrown.com slash coach and apply today. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown. I'm here with Emil Steenveld and we have a special guest this evening. We have Robin Sharma, who is the best-selling author of The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, the leader who had no title, and he, he just launched the 5 a.m. club, which we're so excited to dig into. Uh, Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for the invitation and great to be with you both. I've listened to The Monk That Sold His Ferrari and I absolutely loved it. So I'm super excited to really get deeper with you about the 5 a.m. club and really understand what is the process you went through to get this book out there into the hands of people and to be actionable? Well, you know, I, I've been teaching morning routine and the 5 a.m. club for over 22 years, Emil. Uh, you mentioned, thank you for your kind words about the monkey sold his Ferrari. There was a chapter in there about the ritual of early rising. So I've been evangelizing the importance of a morning routine and a calibrated morning routine for many years. And most of us now know the reason why. The mother of all habits, I believe, is starting your day well. So in, in many ways, it's the one move that if you do it, will take care of every other move. Rising at 5 a.m. and then running what, in the book what I call the 20-20-20 formula, which is the first pocket moving, the second pocket reflecting, the third pocket growing. In terms of my process uh, for writing the book, it was a messy, dangerous, terrifying, mystical, satisfying beautiful process like like any like any important uh, creative project that we all are blessed to do I wrote the book over four years I wrote it in uh, Mauritius the, the first chapter or the second chapter of the book is set in Mauritius so I wrote it in Mauritius I wrote it in st. Petersburg uh, Russia I wrote it in uh, Sao Paulo Brazil I wrote it in uh, Canada Switzerland and a lot of the book was in Rome. And yeah, I just think if you look at the great geniuses of the world, I'm not suggesting I'm a great genius of the world, but if you look at the Shakespeare's and the Einsteins, and if you look at the Jean-Michel Basquiat's and the Picasso's, they all have one thing in common, which is incredibly important for all your viewers from around the world, which is the essence of genius is isolation. And in the 5 a.m. club, there's actually a model called transient hypofrontality, which explains our neurobiological gift. We all have this. We're in isolation, away from distraction. Our brain waves shift from alpha right down to possibly theta, and we access the genius that lives inside every brain. So that's a little bit about my process and the importance of getting away from distraction if you want to do your best work. That's amazing. Awesome stuff. 
Robin, if you were able to just pick, let's say one chapter or one section of a chapter that you felt was so profound, because you know, you've taken four years to write this. Yeah. There must be something in there that you got so excited about that you would love for the world to hear. If you could just share one thing, what would that be? Well, there, there's a lot, but the, the, essence, the essence of the 5AM club is the 2020-20 formula that I've been teaching for so long. And I'll just show you, the, the book has a bunch of models. And what I've done right there is I've, I've deconstructed the 2020-20 formula so people know exactly what to do at 5 a.m. to 6 o'clock. I call that the victory hour, Joel. And, you know, the, the quote that's relevant is the Spartan warrior quote. And it's, sweat more in training and you'll bleed less in war. <laughs> now, a lot of people go, Rob, right? There's a lot of people go, Rob, and I'm busy. I'm a hedge fund manager. You know, I coach a lot of billionaires and NBA superstars. Oh, I'm, you know, I don't have time to work on my mindset and, and I'm introducing three new words by the way everyone's talking about mindset well in the book there's a model mindset heart set health set and soul set and we can talk about that because they're disruptive and they're incredibly important yes I like but that the larger point though is for anyone who says I don't have the time to get up to join your 5 a.m. club Robin and run the 2020-20 formula because I'm busy well getting up in the morning and preparing your mindset, grounding to your values, building inner peace, calibrating energy, boosting your, optimizing your brain. What's more important than that if you want to get the best out of the coming hours? So a lot of people in the world right now are busy being busy versus monomaniacally focused on the few things that are gonna allow them to dominate their domain. Yep. This day and age, we have so much distractions around us like you took four years to write this book what was your process like to stay focused to stay on the journey and and did you get did you fall off many times and, and what was your process of bringing yourself back well there's a line in the 5am club that i think might resonate two two i'll offer to you number one is an addiction to distraction is the death of your creative production mm -hmm. number two you can um your phone is costing you your fortune so we know we, li we know we live in a world right now where people have tapped into the dopamine cycle. Uh, so we're addicted to white screens. And I'll put it to you this way with great respect and love for all of the, the primal genius inside all of your viewers, which is, you know, you've got to break. Te technology is an absolutely amazing lever or servant. And it's a very terrifying and tyrannical uh, um, master and there are a lot of people who are spending the best hours of their days and they're literally addicted to the process of checking for likes what was my process uh when i was in rome i would get up i would go for a mountain bike ride just to, to optimize the brain and to reduce the cortisol the fear hormone and to get my energy levels and just connect with nature and there's a lot of good science coming out when you connect with nature, you your, your brain waves do shift and you reconnect with uh, peace and you, you prepare yourself for a productive day. And then I would get back to my hotel room, which is this, you know, very charming little room in Rome uh, where I could get fresh air coming in and I could see a lot of the great Roman structures because I believe art inspires creativity. 
And so the more you can be around beauty, the more the beauty is going to infuse your consciousness and then you're going to write. Um, and then to share very personally, I would do a prayer. I believe intentions are incredibly important. And I believe, I mean, the response to the 5am club so far, it's only been out a few weeks. Uh, it, it's, it, it's number one in India, went number one in Serbia. It's, it's just like skyrocketing like nothing I've ever seen. But even more importantly, the reader responses are very, very profound. And I think that's because I wrote with the intention to serve and with love. And so I would actually, before starting the, the writing process each day, I would imagine people reading the book and their luminosity and their primal greatness, you know, starting to see the light of day. And as they went through the pages, you know, they would start to remember the inner hero inside of them and reconnect with their best. And then I would start writing and I, would, I wouldn't eat. Fasting served me incredibly well because um, we waste a lot of time eating. Yeah, yeah it's true. Absolutely. Right? And I find when I'm in, and I'm not recommending it, everyone has to figure out their own methods. But I find when I'm in a fasted state, my brain is so, so monomaniacally focused. My energy is amazing. It's when I eat, my energy goes down. And I would sit there for sometimes eight hours in a row without really moving, and I would just write. I'd go into, into what Mihai Csikszentmihalyi called the flow state. And uh, some days I was so spent, I was so spent after writing, I would have to call room service. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. I'm very passionate about it. Oh, so really, go ahead. This is uh, so interesting. We love talking about flow state and eight hours, Robin. That's insane. Oh, oh, oh I, would, I would just go into another, in the 5M club, the end of the book is, a, it's about, um, there's, it's a story and I can tell you about the characters, but there's this billionaire quirky tycoon and he had, towards the end, he talked about how the, the billionaires of the world and the great geniuses of the world entered a secret order of creativity, productivity, and prosperity. And he calls it the magic. Well, I can tell you, I lived in that magic for a lot of writing the 5 a.m. club. And I'd be so spent after writing because I, I just, it was so, such sweaty work that I'm called, um, the front desk, could you please clean my room? And I'd walk down to the streets of Rome and I'd have to touch the Roman stone just to ground because I was in such another world after the writing. And I'm not, I'm not special. This is available to all of us and I teach people how to do it in great depth in the 5am club. Huh. How long did it take you to get into the process of actually knowing when you're, you're going to get into that flow state? You know when you're in it. Yeah. But is there, is there a way where you're like, okay, I know this is going to take me about an hour or half an hour or there's a certain amount of struggle because I know that some people will, even with meditation and, and, and sitting, like I know when I'm meditating, I sit for a minute and then after about 10 minutes, I, I finally settle and I know I'm in it. How long does it take to get you into that flow state though? Well, I, I, my creativity is not linear. And for those people who I've heard about it, you know, I, I think it was Ernest Hemingway or someone said, um, you know, uh, I, I'm discipline comes once in a while. Luckily, mine shows up at 5 a.m. every morning. I think it was. I think that was Ernest Hemingway. Which it, Hemingway, Hemingway also said, uh, "Write drunk, edit sober." <laughs> well, that's why I, when I said what I was going to say is I don't know how true that was for Ernest Hemingway because from what I heard, I don't think he was up at 5 a.m. doing planks and and meditating. <laughs> and he was recovering from going to sleep an hour earlier. Um, 
So, so that's sort of my creative process is not every single day I sit down and, and the muse just shows up. Over the four years of writing the 5am club, that's why I say it was messy. I mean, some of the book was actually written in Paternoster, South Africa. Huh. And I still remember when I was in Paternoster, you know, it's this amazing little seaside town and I'm next to the Atlantic Ocean. I've got this little cottage. I mean, it's very romantic. And I'm sitting there freezing. It was just freezing and uh, nothing was flowing. And what I was writing was just nothing I had ever put my name onto. So I just find there's a natural order to, to your best creativity. And you have to trust it. And that's one of the things I notice in the world right now is everything is system, system, you know, this and rise and grind. And for me, I say with a lot of respect, it's a much more natural process than that. In, in the book, one of the things that really helped me is there's a model called the twin cycles of elite performance. You can see it but it's based on how the top athletes and the most creative people in the world do it. And there's, there's two cycles. One is called the high excellence cycle. And so that's like a season when you're up at 5 a.m., you're in the 5 a.m. club, you're fasting, you're doing this, you're, run, you're running all your systems and protocols, and you're like a warrior. And then after you do that, it's really important to recover. Otherwise, you deplete your assets. So I run my life like the high excellence cycle, it could be a month, it could be three months, and then I go into the deep recovery cycle, mm. which is reading the classics like I did over the holidays, you know, Fahrenheit 451, and I take more time to rest and longer dinners, and, and you can even do it every day. You've got your intense hours, and then you've got your hours to go walk in nature and enjoy time with your friends. And so if you look at the research, and the Energy Project has done a lot of great research on it, the most productive people and the best performers, they work in intense bursts of great work and then they recover because the essence to legendary is longevity. And if you burn your assets out, you don't get to stay in the game very long. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. So Robin, one of the questions I really wanted to ask you, it's been burning on my mind for a while because I love what you've done with the monk who sold his Ferrari. I love that it's a fable, right? You know, it's like a lesson with, or many lessons within a story that you've created. I love the creativity behind it. And I want to know how do you like, what goes through your mind in that time where you're like, okay, here's the character. Um, here's a lesson that I want to portray. Uh, this is how the story is going to go. How was that process? Cause I know there's a lot of people that want to write stories like this or fables like this, because I think the best way to learn is through story. What was that process? So we can understand your, your sure. state of Sure, sure. Well, um, in the in the monk who sold Ferrari, which I wrote, you know, I wrote that I, it was it was thirty years ago. I, hold on, is that right? Nineteen ninety-eight. You guys wouldn't remember that. You probably have. You probably heard. That? You probably heard that year. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a time back in, in you know in the in the ancient ages. Um, anyway, that's an old book, but, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I, a lot of that book just flowed out of me. You know, even the 5M Club, I didn't have an outline. Probably on the next book I'll have an outline. Um, and the 5M Club is a story as well. And I'd actually love to talk about that more, not because I want to promote it, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just passionate about that book, the new yeah. book. 
Um, I, I'll do whatever you guys want to do, but the, the 5am club is, is, it's also storytelling and it's, it starts off. There's, um, the, the first chapter is this entrepreneur and she has this startup and she's doing incredibly well and she's thinking of taking her life and rather than taking her life, she notices on her dresser, there's a, a, a ticket to a personal optimization conference. And she decides to make the choice to grow herself, to find her salvation. She ends up at this uh, conference where, who the, the speaker is called the Spellbinder. And uh, she meets an artist who she's sitting next to. A little bit of a love story in this book, by the way, just so you know. Uh, and, uh, and while after the conference is over, this tramp, this hobo, this weird avocado eating homeless man comes over and says, I'll send, if you like the part the Spellbinder talked about morning routine, how about if I send you my jet? And they're just going, this, this guy is loco. Mm -hmm. uh, but they say yes, and that's the beginning of the entire story. I didn't have an outline for the book in terms of my creative process. I just, I just let the characters evolve, and I just, I really fell in love with the characters. And it sounds bizarre, but when I finished the book, uh, there's a surprise ending. When I finished the book, I cried. Oh wow! So I really felt, I really got close to, especially Mr. Riley, the homeless guy. I mean. He's a really, he's an industrialist, he's a philanthropist, he's a, a bon vivant, uh, and he's a great human being. And I think we live in a world right now where, you know, you probably know about my Titan Summit and, you know, yeah. I, I, help, I, I, I work with a lot of very heavyweight entrepreneurs on the planet and NBA stars and movie stars, etc. But what's the point of success if you don't have soul? Yeah. And, and so uh, Mr. Riley, the, the, the billionaire character in the Five Bam Club, has he's got a lot of money, but he's got a lot of heart as well. I can't wait to read this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's a great, a really great point because, you know, we, we uh, speak to a lot of people about success and the biggest thing we, we find with our clients and, and especially millionaires is that they, they get to, they reach such a point, but then they miss the point about themselves which we spoke about, which is the soul. And it's so good to hear you speak about this because it's such a needed topic. Like it needs to be put out there this year more and more because of the fact that people are consistently burning out and going into mental health and it's growing at such a rapid rate. It, it, Amelia, you're absolutely right. The, it seems like the dominant uh, message out there is in some ways, drive yourself into the ground, make sure you get your yacht, get your fortune, and all will be happy. Mm. Well, in my experience, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of billionaires, and there are a lot of rich people, and money is all they have. Yeah. And I've met a lot of very successful people, and they're just full of insecurity. It's like, who's gonna knock me off my game? Uh, it becomes, it, they become addicts. It's like they've got a hundred million, so, but someone else has 200 million, so they never get to enjoy their success in, you know, in, in any way. Roosevelt, uh, Roosevelt said, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And so what I'm trying to do in the 5 a.m. club is, is offer 
I believe a, a powerful model is called the four interior empires. And it's not just about success and it's not just about mindset because so many people are saying mindset is everything. You've probably seen those posts all over. Right yeah. there. Everywhere. But just, if I may, I'd just love to share why I don't think mindset is everything. Well, mindset is your psychology. That's your belief system. Of course, you've got to have beliefs of abundance and service and beliefs of grit and beliefs, you know, the right beliefs that will allow you to install the right morning routine and get great things done. And you need a great, strong psychology. There's no question. But that's only 25% of the personal mastery equation. I'm also introducing a word, word, word called heart set. Because you can have a great psychology, but if, you're, if you haven't worked on your heart set, you're full of pain because of your broken relationships or the people who betrayed you. You're full of sadness because of your difficult past. You're full of anger or toxic emotions. Well, you can have a great psychology, but the word I use in, in the 5M Club is emotionality. Your emotionality is a mess. You're not going to be creative because it'll be blocked. You're not going to be productive. You're not going to be radiating positivity so your clients and the world falls in love with you. You're going to be toxic. So it's mindset and heart set, but that's only two of the four interior empires. The third is health set. If you don't have vitality, if you don't know how to manage your energy, if you don't live long, if you die, you're not going to change. Dead people don't change the world. <laughs> this <You> know, is true. <laughs> so, so yeah. you, you know, you can have great ambition and opportunities. If you don't have what I call execution energy, nothing gets done. So third interior empire, health set. And then the fourth one, and people, uh, this might be a little dangerous, but I'm just going to share my truth. And this is why I believe the book is, 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 is going to radically give people exponential performance and exponential success. Because it's not just mindset, it's mindset, heart set, health set, and soul set. Mm. And I, you're right, Emil. Soul set is such a key word because it's soul set is not only about, you know, finding beauty in your days and being soulful while you build your empire. Soul set is doing the inner work at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., doing the inner work required to, to, to reduce your insecurity and the chattering voice of your ego so you connect with your your bravest, wisest self, and then go out in the world, and the gentleman behind you is one of my great heroes, and the last chapter of the book is actually set on Robin Island. Oh, wow. And so, when you work on your soul set, you walk out into the world, and you're not living for your own little self, you are a titan of humanity, whether it's your business or your teacher or your pizza maker, and you're working for the world. Because as I say in the book, ultimately, we work for the world. And that's what made Nelson Mandela great. He, he accessed that higher part of himself and he lived for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if you're listening right now on the podcast and you can't see the man behind us, uh, Emil has a, he actually had it custom painted he had a picture and had it put together and on the quote it says, what does it say, Emil? It says, I never lose. I either win or I learn. Yeah. Great lesson. You know, he, he, he was a man speaking about what makes a real hero and what real success is. And he, my life changed when I stood in his prison cell roughly three years ago. Oh, wow. And for all of your listeners and viewers, 
I would say, you know, as soon as possible, take the ferry ride over to Robin Island and take the tour and stand in his prison cell. And um, in the 5 a.m. club, I actually write about the day they took Nelson Mandela out of his prison cell and they asked him to dig a grave. Huh. And he obviously thought he was going to be put in the grave and, and killed. And instead, the prison guards urinated on him. And I stood in the limestone quarry where for 10 years, he chipped away at stones that damaged his eyes and his lungs. And he had no purpose because they didn't use the limestone for anything. It was just part of the torture. And I, I stood in the showers where the guide, guide said, you know, Mr. Mandela was a very elderly man when he was here. And while he would shower, the guards would stand and watch him shower and laugh at him. And yet when Nelson Mandela was released from prison, I believe it was 91 or 92, with South Africa on the brink of civil war, um, he invited the jailer who had kept him in prison to his inauguration. And he was asked, why would you do And he actually, the, the prosecutor who had asked for the death penalty at his trial, he took him to dinner. And he's asked, why would you do that? And he said, because if I didn't, I'd still be in prison. Yeah. There's different levels of success. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's why he's one of the great men and there's been a lot of great women of the world. Yeah. He walked his talk. He did something that was considered heroism but he also did it for his people he had a bigger purpose and i think even when you, you're writing your your book like you had your intention of a bigger purpose how do i serve more people how, how are they going to feel when they read my book and that's really good to hear and really amazing because it, that, that would have broke down half of the, the stories and the ego trying to tell you oh i need to be like this or i need to be like my my other books yeah it's 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 a, it's a trust walk. It's a leap of faith. When you, when you stop thinking about selling lots of books and making money in your business and you get monomaniacally focused and develop an obsession bordering on a possession to give your customers and those you serve ridiculous levels of value. You gotta trust. You know, a lot of us read it. Oh, we talk it. If you actually work on your heart set, that's the power of heart set. When you actually come from your heart and soul that I'm going to put out work in my business or in my life that's going to serve the world. You know, there's a line in the 5M club, which is when you put out magic, the world replies with magic. If you actually believe that, magic will infuse your life. And that's, it is about saying, how can I help people through the work I do and the person I become? And when you do that, life has a very fair accounting system and it's not mystical, it's just truth. And good things happen to people doing great things. Yeah, ooh, that's nice. That's a good quotable right there. <laughs> I love that, Robin, awesome. Robin, I wanna, go, I wanna go deep on this one. I know that you're pretty open to us like taking it where we need to. And if it's too personal, let me know. Uh, I would like to know from your personal experience, romantically, relationship wise, I know that you're, you're very committed to your craft. I know that you're in the 5am club, you're in states of flow, writing a book and everything. How has it, this been for you as an entrepreneur and as a speaker and author going through this process? Because I know so many people contact us at Addicted to Success. I'm getting asked all the time, how do I you know, harmonize my life and how do I create balance when it comes to my relationship, but also like, you know, be committed to the vision. 
That's a very good question. I think you talk about romantically, you, it's important to pick a partner who gets you. Yeah. A partner who loves you for who you truly are. So um, I, I'm blessed to have a partner who understands that I'm an artist and understands that I'm on a mission to serve as many people as possible. And she finds that attractive versus it making up. Is this helpful for me to get yes. in? This is so helpful. I mean, we're in the same boat because it's like we sometimes have conversations of like, man, I wonder if there is, it's like we know there is, but it's like I wonder like, you know, we'll come across someone that understands that we have a, a big vision for what we're creating, yes. you know, and sometimes being honest, Robin, sometimes I don't create the space for a relationship. Right. I've got to be honest with myself, be like, oh, I'm not really creating that. So like, how can I want it if I haven't created it, right? Yeah, and I'll be just as honest and say, you know, I was flying from Kruger National Park to White River in South Africa. And I was in a little plane when the pilot said, hey, do you want to get behind the wheel? Or not the wheel, it tells you how much I know about flying. Uh, <laughs> get behind the... And so what I realized is that the wind would take us off course and there was like an altimeter or whatever it's called. It would go like this and then I'd have to bring it back. And the entire you know time I was flying, it was a struggle to keep the plane on course. And so that's life. That's just, anyone who tells you balance, I, I it's just every single day you're off balance like that plane in South Africa. And so, you know, it's the very nature of a business builder and a history maker and a person that wants to do amazing things in the world. You're constantly navigating, how do I isolate myself and do amazing work and dial into what I called into the book, you know, what's called transient hypofrontality. I mean, a lot of the book, there's actually a section, the 10 rituals of daily genius. Okay, When you, when you live in that way, you're going to be a freak. <laughs> You're going to do amazing work. You're going to get amazing things done. But, you know, Waz and, and Jobs and Shakespeare and Elon Musk and Rosa Parks and Coco Chanel, they, they were all freaks. So your family and your friends are going to wonder what's going on. And that's the price that you have to pay if you want to make a big difference in the world. And so to answer your question in the sense of like romance, I would say, you want to find someone who goes, I adore you for you, for your ambition to own your domain and change the world. I wish there were more people like that on the planet. Whatever you need from me, I am there. That's the first thing. With children, I've got two children, two amazing children. Um, I always spend a ton of time with them. How did I do it? I, it, it gets down to my weekly planning process and very quickly on Sunday morning, I pull out a big piece of paper. I call it my blueprint for a beautiful week. And all the rituals I teach in the book, like the second wind workout, the two massage protocol, the 60 minute student. I mean, these are profoundly valuable rituals that I've taught to, to my titans and my icons for many years. And I, I share them all in the book. Those actually go onto the written schedule. Like my two massages go there. My, my family dinners, they go there. My 5 a.m. clubs, they go there. My ski lesson so I can become a better skier goes there. My business, my podcast interviews go there. And literally, you let it out of your brain and your whole balanced week gets onto a written schedule and then you just lock and load every day. Mm. 
I, I like this actually. Emil and I live in Bali, Indonesia. Have you been to Bali before? You know, I, I have not, and I've heard about it for so many years that it's like a, an amazing place. You're invited. <laughs> You're invited. It's amazing. I'll come. I heard, I heard the vibration there is incredible. It's yeah. insane. We, we get like uh, $15, 10 to $15 massages and we make it a thing to do that. And Emil has a pretty interesting schedule, pretty interesting habits that he jumps into. Amor, Amor yeah, Spire. so I, 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 I'm like listening to you, your story and, and, and I'm vibing so hard off it because it's like, I love habits and I, and I love the fact that it's like when you can create it and then you follow through with it and then you kind of split test it, I call it, where you're like, how do I feel about this? And, and then you take things in and you put things out. And so what I do is like, I'll train right now. I'm, I'm trying to train five times a week. Then I go to this place, which is called Amo Spa in Chengdu. And you have like a spa, um, sauna, steam room, ice bath. And that's my recovery. And that's my time to like really wow. just, think and just sit and I do that for an hour after each time I train and then we have a massage a masseuse therapist like that comes to the house once a week and that's my time again to reflect and give myself back to recovering and away from clients and stepping away from that as well as uh, I have a pup so we walk to the pup on the beach and that's my connecting to nature and grounding myself like bare feet and it makes the biggest difference in what people need to get is that if they're not getting in nature they need to because it the vibration that it serves it's unexplainable but i just know i feel amazing every single time after doing it wow that's it sounds like you're really dialed into your routine i mean you know the recovery is so important did you say pup or pub pup <laughs> <laughs> After the after the ice bath and after the sauna, I have a pub and I go recover. <laughs> well, we are we are Aussies, so you probably. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. That's, that's a great. That's a that's a great that's a great routine. Um, no, that's really. I mean, bravo to you for having that kind of a routine because we all know about sauna and ice baths and fasting and recovery and. There is, that is so important because one of the lines that I share in the work is uh, elite performance without active recovery leads to depletion. Yeah. And yeah. so it's so counterintuitive and you both clearly know this, but I have a rule called the five great hours rule. And if you could just work five great hours every day, intense, sweaty, brilliant, put your best into those five hours, then go take your sauna, get a massage, go for a mountain bike ride, because you've already done more real work versus fake work than most people do in a month. And if you want to play the long game, because when you look at the legends, they have one thing in common. They weren't world-class for a little window of opportunity. They were world-class for a lifetime. Yes. You know, yes. I, mean, I read Animal Farm over the holidays. George Orwell, two classics. Animal Farm, 1984. And if you look at the great legends in music and film and the arts and humanities, they sustained world class. And that's, you know, one of the key things that 
is important to do if you really want to make a big difference. And you don't get to you don't get to legendary if you can't sustain not only your energy and your health, but your craft over the long game. A lot of people they'll write one book or do one film or you know launch one piece of code and it disrupts the industry and you never hear from them again. It's because they depleted their assets and they lost the fire in their belly to keep going. Yeah, I love that you're saying this. There's an artist actually out your way because I know you're from Canada. His name's Drake, the R&B. Yeah, he, he lives in my city. Oh, he does in Toronto. There you go. So, and like I, I'm inspired by his his uh, relentless pursuit for putting out his music and, and his art. And and you know, I remember him saying so often in interviews that he just like tunnel vision focuses. He has this black hole focus. And you know he he like has his do not disturb sign on often. He turns his phone off. He he goes into the studio and he said he's so excited to be in the studio that he's more excited to be there than to be at home. And he goes through moments where he he like doesn't look at anybody's stuff. He doesn't go online. He just creates. And uh, it, it seems to be this pattern that I'm seeing from all these geniuses and these greats that you've got to be by. So like Nikola Nikola uh, Tesla as well. Same thing. Just yeah. black. There's a concept that's really, really important why that works. Um, and everyone, the gift of a human being, this is, I think this is really important. The gift of a human, the, the gifted people on the planet have the same gift you have, Emil has, I have, and all of your listeners and viewers have. And it's, yeah. it's a brain that can go into a state called transient hypofrontality. So when you mentioned Drake, the reason why Drake isolates himself and the reason why Tesla isolated himself, the reason why Edison had his Menlo Park is because when you isolate yourself from distraction and interruption, you drop into this state. I don't know if you can see it, transient hypofrontality. Oh, no, that's like the flow state, right? You, the start you, is it the start of flow state or the start is, the start is the 5am club yep and the, and the 2020 20 formula and literally i walk readers through how to build flow state to get into transient hypofrontality so i explain i call it the secret of morning genius in the book and that's why there's a concept that you're speaking to i call it the tight bubble of total focus Mm. And so what happens is when you, when Drake gets into the studio or when Edison and his band of his little team would go up to Menlo Park, their little lab, they would divorce themselves for the world. They'd sleep, you know, in four hour segments. We all heard about how they, their sleep patterns and there was, there was no distraction. And because there was no distraction, the very gift that we all have in our brains, transient hypofrontality. What does that mean? It means the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of our brain that's chattering, our intellectual brain. Mm. All right, you couldn't do this. What would people think? Da, 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 da. Transient, for a short period of time, transients, it shuts down. And literally, we get out of the thinking brain and into the deeper brain, which releases dopamine and serotonin and creates a pharmacy of mastery that gets us into flow state. So that's why all the most productive people and the true legends understood that you can be in the world 24-7 or you can be in the wilderness and change the world. You can't do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love this. 
Drake was also saying he get invited all the time to these red carpet events and to the club, and he's like, I, he's like, unless it's about business, I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> right. So it is right. Yeah, you got to have that on your mind. Yeah. I love that you have actionable steps throughout this book. Yeah. It's. I find it super important because you're giving them the tools for them to actually implement in in this. And you've it sounds like you've simplified every single part of it. Yeah, it only took me 22 years to make it simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to read it 10 times more now just because of the fact that you have actionable steps that we can implement straight away. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they're, they're not only actionable, they've been proven um, in the lives of many of my highest level clients. So this isn't a book report from two or three books I've read. This is the 5M Club is, is my life work put into 333 pages and that's why it took me four years to write the book because I wanted every line to be perfect but I wanted every model to be perfect and you're right um, Emil it's not only if there's a lot of philosophy because you need the ideas you need the ideology right on on how the great women and men of the world do it how geniuses did it so there's a lot of philosophy on that but then there's what i call you know the actionable technology the tactics those are the 10 it's not only the 5am club method and the 202020 formula which is it's going to change people's lives right who haven't applied it because when you do own your morning your days are fundamentally different and when your days are different your weeks are better and when your weeks are better, your quarters are better, and your years are better, and your decades are better. The one move that changes every move and lifts every other move is getting into the 5am club and getting that first hour of the day where you work on your mindset, heart set, health, and soul set. But then it's, it's the other 10 rituals of daily genius, and those are tactics. You know, the, the second wind workout, what that's all about is if you believe exercise makes you more creative, productive, and prosperous and happy, which we all, you can't argue with that. Why would you only do it once a day? So there's a second wind workout. And you'll love this one, uh, both of you. One of them is this, the two massage protocol. Twice a week, a 90 minute, two times a week, a 90 minute workout. And what does it do to your, and there's science in there, what does it do to your energy, your peace of mind, your creativity? So there's a lot of tactics in the book as well, so people get real results. Yeah, I, I love this, because when people can understand the benefits of doing something, they're gonna be more committed to, to doing it, right? Uh, so Robin, where can we get your book? So uh, it's pretty simple, uh, Joel, it's the 5amclub.com the5amclub.com. Uh, it's rolling out around the world. I know it's in Australia. I know it's in uh, your part of the world, uh, Indonesia and Malaysia, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's all around the world in bookstores and it's an audiobook form. The, the reader, Adam Werner, did a beautiful job bringing the characters to life. And um, the good news as well is you mentioned the importance of tactics. I've, I've seen a lot of books where uh, people say, they read the book and then they drop off the wagon because they lost their inspiration. So in the end of the book, there's actually a calibrated world-class 66 day, because 66 days is what the research says is the amount of time needed to install a new habit. So there's a, a free 66 day online course that's mentioned at the end of the book that all readers can get into where they get morning meditations from me for 5 a.m 
coaching videos where I walk them through the models in the book and I literally support them with a community for 66 days at no charge. And I think it's also important for me to mention a portion of the royalties from every copy of the 5am club will go to my children's foundation to help children with leprosy. It's a, it's a very tragic disease and it's a very violent disease and I want to do my part um, to fight leprosy on the planet. So when people invest in the 5am club and their own personal transformation, they're going to be investing and helping children who are in need. So Robin, we've got one more question. So you mentioned there were 10 rituals, right? 10 powerful rituals. I would love for, if you're listening right now to this or watching this right now, I want you to, to take your pad and your pen out because you know, everything moves and we start connecting the mind and the body and start writing it out and declaring, right? Making commitments. I want you to listen very closely to what Robin shares here and then at least commit to, what would you say, Robin, one or three of those rituals? Like what would be a good place to start? Well, I would say the first thing to commit to is to believe in yourself when no one in the world believes in you. Mm. You know, and as simple as that sounds, there are your listeners and viewers are going to have, they're going to believe in themselves and say, I want to do, build a business or grow my business. I want to do this thing this year. And we go out there and we actually um, meet our own self doubt and we convince ourselves out of our intentions or someone around us laughs at our idea uh, and brings us down. So the starting point is remembering that every human being on the planet, there are no extra people on the planet. Every single person on the planet has an inner hero and a higher source of wisdom that is real within you. You might not believe it because the world has made you small and you don't believe in yourself. Start to own your inner hero and your primal genius. That's the starting point. Otherwise, you're not going to do anything. And the second tactic, it's simple. You know, read the book, join the 5am club, commit to it. You know, it's like saying, oh, I'm going to, I want to learn Italian. You do it for six, seven days. I go, oh, I'm not fluent in Italian. I guess I'm not the kind of person who can speak Italian. Mm. Commit to it and commit to it until you wire it in as a habit for at least 66 days. And then run the 2020-20 formula. That's it. Because when you own your morning, your days, you'll have more energy, creativity, productivity, more faith, more serotonin, you'll feel more relaxed, more peace. And then it'll be an up, then you do the other rituals in the book, because then it'll be an upward spiral of success. But just do that one 5 a.m. club 2020-20 formula starting point. Wonderful. Awesome. Robin, thank you so much, mate. This has been such an awesome interview. And uh, you went deep, and I, I love that you you shared this with so much excitement, so much passion. And, and this is what it's about. It's like, you know, you're the example of how people should also live in, in, in their uh, ideas and how they should live in their vision as well. So thank you so much for that. You're absolutely welcome. I, I really enjoyed uh, being with you both and hopefully we help a lot of people. So thank you both very much.